This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. With so much going on in life, sometimes we put ourselves last and that can take its toll. Visit betterhelp.com super and make your happiness a priority. Hey brother, what if Harry Potter had been sorted into Slytherin? One of the most pivotal moments in any young wizard's life happens almost as soon as they arrive at Hogwarts and put the sorting hat on their head. What house you end up in ends up being like your family. It's who you sit with at meals. It's where you spend most of your time. It's who you have classes with. It's who your roommates will be. And more often than not, for better or worse, it surrounds you with like-minded people. It can and likely will affect the trajectory of your entire life as such. Never was the sorting of a single student more awaited than Harry Potter, the boy who lived, the boy who defeated the Dark Lord and then promptly disappeared from the wizarding world for 11 years. Was he a new, even more powerful dark wizard the Death Eaters could rally behind once more? Was he an enemy of Voldemort or just another boy who had something remarkable happen to him as a child? Harry, as we all know, was of course sorted into Gryffindor, just like his parents before him and went on to become the hero that we know today. But that was almost not the case. The Sorting Hat very badly wanted to place Harry in Slytherin and only doesn't because Harry specifically asks it not to. Not Slytherin. Not Slytherin, eh? Are you sure? You could be great, you know. If he hadn't asked it not to, it would have. And the course of wizarding history would have changed forever. Or would it? Join us as we explore the question, what if... Harry Potter was sorted into Slytherin. Slytherin! But hey, real quick, while we're talking about green-themed common rooms, I should tell you we have a brand new candle available over at carlinbrotherscoffee.com, our common room green candle with notes of tobacco, parchment, and leather. This is sure to be a new favorite. And as always, each candle comes with a special edition charm to discover at the bottom when you burn the rest of the candle away. But of course, we're not going to tell you what the charm is. You're just going to have to wait and see. Get your common room green candle today at carlinbrotherscoffee.com. Okay, so what happens if Harry is sorted into Slytherin instead of Gryffindor? Would this one change have altered the future of the entire world? Because it very nearly comes to pass. Dumbledore famously tells Harry in Chamber of Secrets when he's questioning whether or not he truly belongs in Gryffindor, it is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. And the choice he is specifically referring to here is Harry's choice to ask the Sorting Hat to not put him in Slytherin, which is the reason he ends up in Gryffindor. If not for that choice, he would be in Slytherin. Slytherin! So we asked ourselves, what caused Harry to make this choice? Because even that, almost doesn't happen. Turns out it can all be traced back to two conversations Harry has before he arrives at Hogwarts, one with Hagrid and one with Malfoy. Hagrid of course tells Harry that there's not a witcher wizard who went bad who wasn't in Slytherin and that you know who himself was in Slytherin. And he tells him all this right on the heels of telling Harry how his parents died and who killed them. So we say Harry narrowly missed out being on Sword into Slytherin, but that is in fact a really, really good reason to ask the hat to not put him in Slytherin. But the only reason Slytherin comes up at all in the conversation he has with Hagrid is because of a conversation he had earlier in the day with Draco when he meets him at Madame Malkin's robe shop. 
At this first chance encounter, Draco has no idea who he's talking to, that this is the the Harry Potter. And as such, he is being as snobby and entitled and as condescending as ever. But over the course of the conversation, he asks Harry which house he thinks he'll be in and reveals that his entire family has been in Slytherin and that he'd probably leave if he was sorted into Hufflepuff. Wouldn't you? But Harry, of course, has no idea what Slytherin or Hufflepuff are at all yet, which is what prompts him to ask Hagrid about Slytherin and Hufflepuff in their conversation later, and that's when Hagrid tells him everything about Slytherin House. So, if Harry had simply not met Draco and Madame Malkins that day, he wouldn't have asked Hagrid about the houses and would have arrived at Hogwarts completely in the dark about the reputation of the four different houses. Well, almost. Hermione does pop in on the train to ask him and Ron what house I think they'll be sorted into. She does say she thinks Gryffindor is the best, but the Ravenclaw wouldn't be that bad. At which point Ron tells Harry his entire family has been in Gryffindor and he voices his concern that he would end up in Slytherin. But honestly, that's the whole conversation. Like, yeah, maybe Ron doesn't want to be in Slytherin, but again, his whole family was in Gryffindor. So it's hardly enough to motivate Harry to ask the hat not to put him in Slytherin. And it's an even further cry from your parents' murderer was in Slytherin, as was every dark wizard who ever was. So the real question is, what if Harry just hadn't met Draco in the robe shop that day? Well, he would still know about Voldemort and that Voldemort's the one who killed his parents, but he would not have any extra information about the houses or that Voldemort was in Slytherin. But otherwise, I think pretty much everything else plays out the exact same. Harry still goes back to the Dursleys, he still runs into the Weasleys at platform nine and three quarters, and he still sits with Ron on the train on the way to Hogwarts, who he becomes immediately good friends with. We'll take the lot. Whoa. Importantly though, he would still have this interaction with Draco on the train. We'll soon find out that some wizarding families are better than others, Potter. You don't want to go making friends with the wrong sort. I can help you there. Yeah, so in the movies that happens at the castle, but in the books and the train. Doesn't really matter. Either way, the point is, even if Harry doesn't meet Draco at Madame Malkin's, he will still meet and dislike Draco and still meet and become friends with Ron before any sorting happens. The difference is that come sorting time, he won't have enough ammunition in his head to muster up the request, not Slytherin. You could argue that he'd want to end up in the same house as Ron, but because they sort alphabetically, he wouldn't actually know which house Ron was going to end up in yet. And besides that, even in the main storyline, after he's heard several good things about Gryffindor, he's still not requesting that the hat put him in Gryffindor, just not Slytherin. So in our made up scenario, Harry now arrives to the sorting hat with no preconceptions about the other houses, doesn't request not to be in Slytherin, and so gets sorted into Slytherin. How do you think the Great Hall would have reacted? We know for sure that the entire Great Hall is waiting with bated breath to see where Harry Potter will be sorted, and we actually know from Snape, way ahead in Half-Blood Prince, what Harry's reputation was amongst the Death Eaters when he first arrived at Hogwarts. I should remind you that when Potter first arrived at Hogwarts, there were still many stories circulating about him. Rumors that he himself was a great dark wizard, which was how he had survived the Dark Lord's attack. Indeed, many of the Dark Lord's old followers thought Potter might be a standard around which we could all rally once more. It wouldn't surprise me at all if many of the older Slytherin students were aware that this was going to be the year Harry Potter arrived and what his placement in Slytherin 
might mean. For many of them, Harry being sorted in Slytherin would be confirmation that he was Voldemort's second coming, and I imagine he would get a very warm welcome. Excepting, of course, for his brand new classmate who just made enemies with him on the train and thought this would be his year to be the next big thing to happen at Hogwarts, Draco Malfoy. Ah, Draco, if you just kept your mouth shut on the train and waited to introduce yourself until after you knew you and Harry were in the same house, maybe you actually could have been friends. Maybe. But no, instead, either way, Harry and Draco are enemies before they are even sorted. And if anything, I think Harry being sorted into Slytherin would actually make Draco hate him more. To be fair to Draco though, I see this as being a much bigger complication for Harry than Malfoy, at least in terms of fitting in with his new Slytherin housemates. I suspect it wouldn't take any time at all for Malfoy to start pointing out that Harry had already been buddy-buddy with the blood traitorous Weasley family. And maybe even less time for Harry to figure out why all the people at Slytherin table were actually excited for him to be sorted there and that Voldemort used to be a Slytherin himself. And here is, I think, a good time to remind you that the prophecy about Harry and Voldemort still very much exists. As such, despite Harry being sorted into Slytherin, he is still the one Voldemort has already marked as his equal and he will always be an enemy of Voldemort. So even if he's in Slytherin, he's not suddenly going to decide to become a dark wizard and embrace the dark arts. Instead, I think his warm reception will actually be kind of short-lived, and after it's revealed that he hates the dark arts, along with Draco actively trying to smear his name, I think Harry's going to find himself as a bit of an outcast inside his own house. But not to worry, Harry won't be entirely friendless, because don't forget, he still had the train ride with Ron, who would of course still be in Gryffindor. Gryffindor! Now granted, 11-year-old Ron, not always the best. He's kind of mean to Hermione sometimes and might hold Harry sorting against him at first. But one lesson in particular I think will change everything. The first day of flying lessons. <laughs> the Gryffindors and the Slytherins would still have this class together, and I imagine it would otherwise pretty much go down the exact same. Neville would still have just gotten the Remember All in the mail, Draco would still steal it from him, and Harry would still step in to try and get it back. But this time, it's actually a lot more meaningful because Harry's not defending his fellow Gryffindor. He's actually stepping across enemy lines to defend Neville as a Slytherin, from the Slytherins. And why would Harry do this? Because of how Ron was a friend to him on the train and how everyone in his house, and specifically Draco, has been treating him since he was sorted. And so Ron and Harry still become best friends and Harry scores some points with the other Gryffindors too. And speaking of scoring points, yes, I do still think this incident leads to Harry landing a spot on the Quidditch team, but obviously this time it's on the Slytherin Quidditch team. Now this would all come down to Snape, who despite his overall glumness is still absolutely and unexpectedly, but assuredly a Quidditch hooligan who very much cares about winning. But let's talk about Snape for a second because if Harry's in Slytherin, then would Snape actually like him or would he still hate him? And it's hard to say. I mean, Harry still looks exactly like James Potter, so there's that. But Harry being sorted into Slytherin is absolutely a slap in the face to James Potter as well, so there's also that. But really, I think it comes down to what we said before about how Death Eaters are supposed to be treating Harry Potter at this point. Snape, ever the absolutely 
expert triple agent would at least know that he's supposed to act like he supports Harry as a Slytherin. So whether or not Snape actually liked him, I think he would be forced to at least treat him way better. But hey guys, before we continue with the video, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, BetterHelp. Tell you what y'all, the human brain is an intricate thing. And as with anything that complex, it needs maintenance. It is super important to take care of your mind. And personally, I try and upkeep my own mental health by exercising, doing activities that I really enjoy and going to therapy. Different methods work for different people, but one method that personally works for me is going to a mental health professional. Therapy has personally helped me process the challenging parts of life and given me a better understanding of myself. Something I think we can all benefit from. And BetterHelp is online therapy, meaning it's incredibly flexible. You can chat on the phone with video chat or even just live chat with text. So you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Plus, our viewers get 10% off their first month when they go to betterhelp.com slash super. One more time, that's betterhelp.com slash super for 10% off your first month. Link is in the description down below. So Harry still gets on the Quidditch team and he still gets his Nimbus 2000. And in this scenario, I like to think that the funding comes from the same source it does in Chamber of Secrets. Lucius Malfoy. Because while the students might immediately write Harry off, I imagine Lucius can see past the short term and see the potential for Harry to still become a dark wizard figurehead. And he absolutely knows the importance of keeping up appearances. This would of course enrage Draco to just no end. I mean, not only did Potter make the Quidditch team, but his father, his own father bought him the broom. But we'll come back to Quidditch in a moment because before the first match happens, another important event happens that year. Now, this is a big scene because it is normally what cements Harry, Ron, and Hermione as like total BFFs. But in this scenario, I think it goes down a lot differently because it's the Halloween feast. So everyone's sitting at their own assigned house tables. So when the chaos breaks out, Harry and Ron aren't together. And I think just immediately get shuffled back to their dorms. But so then what about Hermione? Does she just, does she just die? Yep, that's it. This is a big turn. It's a really bad thing that Harry didn't get sorted. No, I'm just kidding. We'll assume that Ron was still a jerk to her that day and that she ended up crying in the bathroom, but really it doesn't matter because Harry and Ron are together at this point and they are the ones who lock the troll in the bathroom with her. So instead the teachers just deal with the troll like they would have anyway and the incident passes without the three of them becoming besties. However, then we come to the first Quidditch match, which is still Gryffindor versus Slytherin and where Quirrell is still trying to curse Harry off his broom. And I think in this scenario, Hermione still catches Snape uttering the counter curse and still saves Harry by lighting Snape's robes on fire. And yes, don't worry, I hear you. Like why, why would she do that though if she wasn't in Gryffindor? And the answer, is because of the remember all. Remember, all of the first year Gryffindors were there to see Harry take on Malfoy that day. And in this scenario, at that point, Harry and Hermione's situation would be pretty similar. Both of them would be horribly outcast in their own houses. Hermione would have been inspired by Harry's actions that day and saved him at the Quidditch match just the same. The main difference being though that Slytherin then definitely goes on to win the match and Gryffindor just gets crushed. So ironically, instead of Harry and Ron saving Hermione, Hermione saves Harry 
and the three of them end up best friends anyway. Now granted, it's a lot different because they can't all just hang out in the common room nonstop like they could if all three of them were in Gryffindor. But it's not as big of an issue as you think because they spend tons of time together just in the library or in the great hall or just around the castle in classes. They don't have to spend all that time in the common room. Which don't forget, Harry probably doesn't even want to be spending that much time in the Slytherin common room where Draco and Crabbe and Goyle constantly are. That said, I don't think his life is probably nearly as bad in the Slytherin common room after he starts winning them some Quidditch matches. It's probably enough to at least pacify the other Slytherin students and stop Draco from actively assaulting their new star Quidditch player, but I bet Draco just gets angry and angrier at him the more popular he becomes. But back to Hermione. The fact that she still mistakenly assumes Snape is the one trying to curse Harry off his broom still prompts the Golden Trio to assume he's the one trying to steal the stone. The conversation isn't even hard to imagine. I bet it went something like this. Why would Snape try and curse me off my broom? He's the one who got me on the Quidditch team in the first place. It's obvious, isn't it? That's probably why he put you on the team to begin with, Harry, so he could try and kill you. Snape was a big supporter of you-know-who you know. Round of applause for my Ron impression, am I right? Which was the middle one, by the way, if you couldn't tell. And Anyway, from there, I think Christmas mostly goes down pretty much the same way. Molly and Arthur are still visiting Charlie, so Ron, Fred, George, and Percy stay at Hogwarts. The big difference is just that Harry opens all of his presents completely alone in the Slytherin common room, but he does still get the invisibility cloak. And even without Ron there to explain what it does, I think he could figure it out. That's an invisibility cloak! I'm invisible? <laughs> really rare. And with the cloak in hand, I imagine he still wanders around the castle and still finds the Mirror of Erised, which is of course all part of Dumbledore's big plan. Actually, I imagine the cloak is used way more often by Harry if he's in Slytherin, who I think would be sneaking out constantly at night to go meet up with Ron and or Hermione so they could like hang out. Or let's face it, you just want to get out of that Slytherin dorm room because like Crabbe and Goyle are having nonstop burrito fights, mm -hmm. right? And honestly, I think a lot of the other events in the book play out pretty similarly other than Harry, Ron, and Hermione all living in a little bit different areas. Hagrid still gets Norbert, which they still then have to deal with and get to Charlie, which means that Harry, Hermione, Draco, and Neville still get caught and still get detention in the woods. Although maybe in this scenario, Draco is caught out of bed because he notices Harry leaving the common room and just straight up follows him. Either way, they have detention with Hagrid. They head into the Forbidden Forest. Mars is still bright and they still find Voldemort drinking unicorn blood. But let's pause on the centaurs for a second because I think the whole Mars is bright thing really helps reinforce the idea that Harry was always going to be a good guy. We don't get a full explanation for what Mars is bright means until Order of the Phoenix, but eventually Ferenzi explains to his class, in the past decade, the indications have been that wizard kind is living through nothing more than a brief calm between two wars. Mars, bringer of battles, shines brightly above us, suggesting that the fight must break out again soon. Seriously, guys, my Ron is just... No, that was Frenzy. But as he says, the indications have been there for over a decade, meaning things have been in motion long before Harry was sorted. But anyway, they still think Snape is a bad guy, still go through the trapdoor, and still defeat the obstacle course. Not me, not Hermione, you. It's possible that because Harry was sorted into Slytherin that Voldemort leans on that really heavy to try and recruit Harry to his cause. But either way, I don't think it works. Harry still gets the stone and defeats Quirrell. As Dumbledore says though, what happened down in the dungeons between you and Professor Quirrell is a complete secret. So, naturally, 
the whole school knows. That sentiment would remain true, so Harry's second defeat of Voldemort would become pretty common knowledge pretty quickly. Which, if Harry is in Slytherin, does have a slightly different effect. Namely, that any support he was getting from Death Eaters who thought he might be the second coming of Voldemort would pretty much immediately stopped now that his true colors had been revealed. The other big change is that Slytherin definitely wins the house cup. Of course, it's impossible to know how the point totals would shake out if Harry was in a different house, but assuming they're roughly the same, Slytherin is up 472 to Gryffindor's 312. And typically it's Ron and Hermione's 50 points, Harry's 60, and Neville's 10 that tips Gryffindor into the lead. In this scenario, Ron and Hermione would still get 100 points for Gryffindor, it's hard to say if Neville would have been involved at all, but even if he was, doesn't really matter because Harry's 60 points would still make the final total Gryffindor 412, Slytherin 522. And let's be real, if Harry was playing Quidditch for them and winning them all the games, Slytherin would already have such a massive lead anyway that it just wouldn't matter. So Harry would end the year winning the House Cup for Slytherin, but probably not having any pride at all for his house. That'll come next time. That is, of course, when Hagrid would give him the photo album, revealing that his own parents, James and Lily, were actually in Gryffindor. And it's hard to know how that would make Harry feel. Like, would he be comforted knowing that he made really good friend choices with Ron and Hermione who were in Gryffindor? Or would he feel really alone because he wasn't in Gryffindor? Or like, maybe the Slytherins were actually right. Maybe there is something dark about him that he doesn't know. I mean, he did just kill a man with his bare hands. And that is Harry's first year if he sorted into Slytherin. We honestly had no no idea where the story was going to end up when we started down this path, and I was kind of surprised at how many things still ended up going down the way they did. But I also really like some of the ways it changes things. Like if Harry's in Slytherin from the beginning, then it starts bridging the gap between Slytherin and Gryffindor almost immediately rather than driving the wedge even further. It also made me feel like the Golden Trio is just destined to become the Golden Trio, which is kind of comforting. But if you're wondering what happens from there, what happens in Chamber of Secrets, well, don't you worry, we are just getting started. And year two is where things get really interesting. Spoilers, Harry's pretty concerned he's the heir of Slytherin when he's in Gryffindor. Imagine how he's gonna feel when he's in Slytherin. If you wanna make sure you don't miss out on any of the rest of this series, make sure you click that bell and subscribe. If you would like to see the entirety of Dumbledore's big plan and how he was pulling the strings on Harry for his entire life, you can check out this video right here. But otherwise, until next time, Ben, I will see you in another life, brother.